Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Sports. Wow, Bubba Wallace is back in the news. How about that? The very guy that blew this channel up over his garage pool rope hoax. That's right. Bubba Wallace is back, and this time there is calls for his suspension. There is calls for him to be criminally prosecuted. Because for lack of a better way of putting it, Bubba Wallace violently attacked Kyle Larson this weekend during a NASCAR race. And let's just jump to it. There's multiple videos with this and actually multiple articles. This is absolutely insane and people are outraged right now. Bubba Wallace causes accident during race, then physically attacks the other driver. I'll set this up for you guys. NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace erupted into... A fit of rage during a race on Sunday as he attacked another driver after causing that driver to crash. This is the Daily Wire. The incident happened during Stage 2 of the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway when Wallace, who won Stage 1, was next to driver Kyle Larson when Larson attempted a three-wide pass. Larson moved up the track and his car gave a slight tap to Wallace's car, causing Wallace's car to brush up against the wall. After brushing up against the wall, Wallace bounced into Larson's car and then continued by tracking Larson's car down the track and slamming into the rear of his car, causing both cars to spin out. Multiple reports said that the move by Wallace to spin Larson's car appeared to be intentional. NASCAR could penalize Wallace if they believe his actions were deliberate. Let's look at it. Big battle off of turn four here. The oh, Wallace has oh, got the McDonald's car. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just look at that. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I mean, that's that's bad news. And, and by the way, another driver did get caught up in the Wallace's mess here. That should, that should be noted and pointed out. After both cars came to a stop, Wallace who has previously been described as being self-righteous and smug, do you think, got it? Got out of his car and physically attacked Larson, who is smaller than Wallace. Let's look at this. There's a couple of angles to it. Let's go right here. And there he goes. Look at that. Wow. 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 Look at the people booing. That's that's hilarious. Um, the attack's not hilarious, but him getting booed absolutely is. Let's look at this. Look at him. Look at him. Dude, really? Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, man, this is going to have fallout. 
Larson responded to the incident by saying Wallace's aggression was not surprising. Obviously, I obviously made an aggressive move into three and got in low and got loose and chased it up a bit, Larson said. And yeah, I mean, he, he, got, to, he got to my front right and I got him tight into the wall and he knew and, and, I, and he knew he was going to retaliate. So like I said, I mean, he had a reason to be mad, but his race wasn't over until he retaliated. So it is what it is. Just, yeah, just aggression turned into frustration, and he retaliated. By the way, uh, Wallace, Wallace got rude with this reporter down here over the questioning. Acceptable thing? Stop fishing. Stop fishing. Just a piss poor move on his execution. When situations like this happen, Bubba, at this speed, is retaliation an acceptable thing? Stop fishing. Stop fishing. I'm not fishing. I'm just asking you. Okay. He said, is retaliation acceptable? He said, stop fishing. Well, you may be fishing your ass a suspension. Calls grow for Bubba Wallace to be suspended and face potential criminal charges for violent attack after crash. There's another angle of it right there. Calls grew on Sunday for hothead NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace to face severe penalties for a violent outburst towards another driver after Wallace caused the other driver to crash. The incident happened during Stage 2 of the South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway when Wallace, who won Stage 1, was next to Kyle Larson when Larson attempted a three-wide pass. We just went over that. Uh, Let's scroll down and get some of the reaction. Quote, Is at Bubba Wallace going to be arrested? Judicial Watch President Tom Fenton tweeted, quote, this crap is why it'll be hard for Bubba to have full respect from the fan base and probably other drivers. There's a lot of other reasons, too. Newsbusters managing editor Curtis Houck tweeted, it is unsafe in caps given how piss poor these cars are. If Larson or Bubba himself ends up diagnosed with a concussion this week and misses time, it's going to look even worse. Quote, is Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace needs susp- to be suspended for retaliation in a vehicle against Larson. Full stop. So she's saying, look, he used his car as a weapon. Sports commentator Cassie Fambro tweeted, these cars are way too dangerous for that. And then having time to walk and calm down and choosing violence? No. Unacceptable. Sports writer Jeff Gluck tweeted, that appeared to be blatant intentional payback from Bubba Wallace on Kyle Larson. Hooked him, and it takes out a Toyota playoff driver in Christopher Bell. I told you there was collateral damage. Not a good look. Took out another driver. Uh, a playoff driver, by the way. Motorsports reporter Jordan Blanche tweeted, the thing is, it appears as if Bubba Wallace intentionally caused the crash which also collected Toyota teammate Christopher Bell. This isn't going to make Wallace any friends. How about McDonald's? How's McDonald's taking this? Or has McDonald's not got the nerve to pull their sponsorship from Bubba Wallace for all kinds of reasons we already know, right? Numerous other accounts highlighted Wallace's hostility towards an interviewer after the race and how his actions are, quote, dragging the entire sport of racing down. Yeah, that's where he... He got asked whether or not it was retaliation against Kyle Larson, and he got real smug and said, quit fishing, quit fishing. NASCAR has launched a review into the matter and can suspend Wallace if they believe he intentionally slammed into Larson's car. Other responses 
to Wallace's violent attack that picked up significant engagement online. Bubba Wallace not only wrecked Larson at high speed in a car with questionable safety records, but he then proceeded to try to fight him. Wonder how McDonald's and his other sponsors feel right now. Should Bubba Wallace be suspended? Question mark. NASCAR playoffs. I would suspend Bubba Wallace for Homestead. Wallace just hooked Kyle Larson across the stretch. The front stretch. Absolutely unacceptable. There is no debating this loss of maturity and temper. Bubba Wallace is officially the biggest joke of NASCAR. Clown faces. Bubba Wallace showing everyone who he really is. He always had issues with temper and judgment. Yeah, uh, you know, claiming that there was a hate crime in your garage was your first indication of that character, anybody. What a clown. That is why people hate Bubba Wallace. He gets overly emotional when things don't go his way, hanging a left on Kyle Larson. While done, while done wrong is the lowest of low NASCAR. NASCAR should ban Bubba Wallace for life, and he should be prosecuted for attempted murder and subsequent assault he committed against Kyle Larson today. Will Wallace face any legal consequences, or will his Democratic privilege prevail? That is a very, very interesting question. I, I, look... I don't know if NASCAR will suspend him. They absolutely should. But I think there's a very, very good shot that nothing happens. That his sponsors don't say anything. NASCAR might not do anything. And although, in my opinion, yeah, you could certainly look at criminal charges. Do we really think they will go after Bubba Wallace? I just don't believe it. I do not believe it. I think think the... Sports media backlash, the woke sports media backlash would be too much for NASCAR to handle after everything that happened with Bubba Wallace a couple of years ago. Man, what he did was a scumbag move and a dangerous move on the racetrack. And then to get out of your car and attack a guy, Kyle Larson is a much smaller guy than Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace just flat tried to bully Kyle Larson. All the way around, in the car and out of the car. I mean, at at least NASCAR should suspend him for the rest of the season. They won't do it. I just don't buy it. If NASCAR does, it will shock me. By the way, NASCAR president's woke as hell. Just thought I'd bring that up. Just go back, watch some of our videos and some of the things that NASCAR has gotten behind. Nah. Bubba's got him some privilege going on right now. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Should Bubba Wallace be criminally prosecuted? What he did was dangerous. He turned a NASCAR into a weapon. It's a bad look for the sport. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you go over and check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 25% off USA First. 25% off USA First. Go now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. Well, we're going to talk about Corey Bush.
Radical Democratic leftist out of Missouri, Representative Cory Bush. One of the people that uh, is part of the squad, along with uh, Rashida Talib and Alhan Omar. And uh, what's the other one? Presley. Adiania Presley. Yeah. Uh, AOC. People that are very, very much against the police. Yeah. People that have screamed defund the police from the highest uh, building they could possibly find. And while at the same time spending an enormous amount of money on things like private security. Well, wait a minute. Now, I didn't think there was any reason to be afraid. You're telling us to defund the police and not worry about crime. And, of course, the defund the police movement is also supported by people like Alvin Bragg up in New York, et cetera, et cetera. Let's let's elevate the criminal. Let's devalue the victim. And uh, we see it out of Hollywood, too, and... This is what they don't tell the average person they're preaching this shit to. Well, we've got enough money. We're Soros funded. We got enough money. We can pay for private security. And a lot of times it's current and or ex-law enforcement. Well, wait a minute. You're telling me to defund the police and you're saying crime's not a problem. Well... Cori Bush shows you that crime is that, that that she's worried about her security to the tune of a half a million damn bucks. Yeah, a half a million dollars she has spent on private security while still pushing a defund the police narrative that is crashing her party, that is going to crash the de- When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Democratic Party into the side of a cliff when the midterms come. Make no mistake, you got Democrats trying to back off this right now. It's too little, too late. Good. Vote them out of office. You want to see what happens? Defund the police movements? Seattle, Portland, Lori Lightfoot, Chicago, St. Louis, right here. Representative... Cory Bush spends nearly a half a million on private security while pushing to defund the police. This is Breitbart. Cory Bush has spent nearly $500,000 on private security during the current election cycle while pushing to defund the police. Fox News Digital noted, quote, Bush has now directed over $490,000 into private security for the 2022 election cycle. The Daily Mail reported that Bush spent this money, quote, despite openly calling for defunding the police, a movement which exploded following the murder, I use that term loosely, of George Floyd by Minneapolis officers and death of other black people at the hands of law enforcement. That's her quote. Wow. Fox News Digital pointed out that Bush recently told Good Morning America, quote, the thing about defund the police is we have to... Tell the entire narrative. Tell the entire narrative? People here defund the police, 
But you know what they'll say? Say relocate, say divest, say move, but it's still the same thing. Oh, there's defund the police and a good old BLM fist. She added, we can't get caught up in words. People spend more time focusing on the word defund than they spend on caring and addressing the problem of the police in this country. It's a false narrative. Corey Bush, you're lying to people. You're going out there and lying to people. The statistics just do not back up the fact that there's a, a, a random faction of policemen going out there hunting down black people in this country. It's an out-and-out lie. It's a lie that, by the way, the BLM used to fund itself and pay for strippers. CNN's Don Lemon talked to Bush about how the push to defund police may hurt Democrats in the coming midterm elections. He then asked Bush if she would support defunding the police again, knowing the political consequences for her party. Don Lemon asked, quote, if you could do it again, would you still double down or use that slogan, defund the police? Bush responded, absolutely. Well, hell, why do I care? I've got 500,000 large and, and security protecting me right now. Again, same thing as Hollywood. Let me call to devalue law enforcement while my home is behind a 12-foot fence with razor wire on top. By the way, probably going to be how my home's built <laughs> right here in Texas, to be honest with you, behind a 12-foot fence and razor wire. But you get my point. I still value the police. Wow. Wow. This is the tidbits that the mainstream media doesn't go out there and tell you when Good Morning America interviews Cory Bush or Don Lemon interviews Cory Bush. Well, now, uh, tell me, Corey, about your private security. Uh, I see here you spent a half a million dollars. Oh, no, they're not going to bring that up. They're not going to bring that up. They don't want their viewers hearing that. Well, wait a minute. She's got all the security. If there's nothing to be worried about as far as the criminals go, why, why again, do you have all this security, Miss, Miss, Miss or Mrs. Bush? Why is that? Yeah, okay. I mean, you see how this works, folks. Unbelievable. I guarantee you all the key people, all the key names that we have heard in the last couple of years, Jenny Durkin in Seattle, Ted Wheeler, Portland, Lori Lightfoot, who has still got her reign of terror going on, uh, people like Latoya Cantrell down in Nolens. And all these places, Alvin Bragg and Eric Adams and all these places where crime is running amok, you know what they don't tell you? Well, we got private security. Guy stops in the street and he acts angry. Three guys in suits that's telling us, pulls out nines, ends them right there on the spot. They're not going to tell people that. Anyway, tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. I saw this and was like, oh, yeah, we doing a video on this one. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you go over and check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 25% off USA First. 25% off USA First. Go now.
I'm back. Rodrance for the Black and White Network. Well, it's amazing how afraid these people are of President Trump. It's just weird. It's kind of strange because so many of these Hollywood elites were actually cool with Trump at one time. You know, I don't know about Clooney specifically, but the guy that sort of marketed himself as a man's man back in the 90s and early 2000s, for some reason, somebody like Trump, who's a total alpha male, seems to scare the crap out of him. And that's exactly what's happened here. George Clooney has come out and said the prospect of Trump in 2024 is scary. Really? I mean, as you live behind your your gated, walled communities and you hobnob with your elitist friends, you're scared that Trump's going to come back in the office. And this is how out of touch these people are with uh, everyday common sense Americans. Um, It's weird. The Hollywood bubble is poisonous. And unfortunately, these people do have reach. And that's part of the problem. Now, look, I think I think most people who have any even a half a brain would never get influenced on who to vote for from somebody like George Clooney. But it's so odd. It, it's so odd. You know, was there a connection between Epstein and Clooney? I don't I don't know. Um, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking out loud. That's all. George Clooney prospect of trump running in 2024 is quote scary wow all right he was on the who's talking to chris wallace i think the question i would ask is who's watching chris wallace (laughs) oh the ratings on that show are awful quote it's all scary because there is a world where we could go back to where we were god we could only wish We could only wish, George Clooney, because this not having Trump in office sucks. It blows. Every time I walk in, I was in a grocery store earlier today. Small bag of cat food I normally buy. If if I'm not buying a big bag, I'll buy a small bag. This small bag of cat food, when Biden took office, was $4.35 a bag. It was $6 today, you dumb SOB. Clooney said, and that's, that's, the, that's the kind of stuff actual Americans care about. And when they go to pump gas, gas prices, uh, migrants coming in, invading their areas like here in Texas. Quote, I don't think it's as likely as people think, but I was wrong about 2016's election. I didn't think people would vote for somebody so deeply flawed. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just crazy. Trump was the guy that came into the bars and asked me about which cocktail waitress was single. You know, that's who he was. The Ides of March star continued. I've never even heard of that movie. Quote, there's this part of you that just goes, well, that guy shouldn't be president, but I was wrong. He was, and our democracy, I believe, paid a price. Certainly around the world. Are you kidding The United States was a well-oiled machine around the world. My God. Everybody was standing in attention as to what we were doing, and nobody was willing to mess with us. 
I mean, nobody was willing to mess with us. Wow. Do these guys even pay attention to anything outside of CNN? While Clooney never specifically explained his how, quote, democracy, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, that's a word that uh, the lefties have tried to hijack. You know, they're the ones trying to take away democracy, but they've tried to hijack that, and they've almost used it as sort of a, uh, let me throw that into the midterm election cycle, spin cycle, and see how that works out for us. While Clooney never specifically explained how democracy suffered domestically and abroad as a result of President Trump, he went on to say, quote, I worry about the possibility of Trump's reelection. I don't think it's as good as some people are afraid, but I do worry about it. God, I hope it keeps you up at night. The actor also complained that so-called America, so-called, quote, coarsening of America, claiming that everyone jumps up and down and cheers when somebody's owned referring to Republican governors transferring illegal migrants to blue sanctuary states. Yeah, I jump up and down because the sons of bitches don't belong here. How about that? Is that is that peel back the curtain raw enough for you? Illegal aliens is what those folks are. They actually don't have a right to be in this country. And look, if all these blue states want to say they're sanctuary, they want to say they condone this activity by... Democratic leadership, and they want to say, oh, my God, the border's, the border's closed, even though it's wide open, eat at Joe's flashing diner sign, come into the country, then let the sons of bitches be the ones that entertain the migrants. How about that? Quote, let's send them without any warning, you know, because it's fun to own liberals. And that's a lie. That statement right there is a lie. They knew exactly where they were going. They signed consent forms. And that's some bullshit uh, mainstream media narrative you're, you're hearing right there. We'll send them to Martha's Vineyard because, you know, where Obama's people are. And we'll send them to the vice president's house with no warning, no health, no nothing. Clooney said, mimicking how he believes a conservative talks. So I look at where we are in this coarsening of our discourse, and I find it to be worrying Motherfucker, I need a thesaurus just to figure out what you're trying to say. So I look at where we are in this sort of coarsening of our discourse. I just said a bunch of words. He ain't got a clue what he just said. I don't have a clue what he just said, to be honest with you. Uh, nobody actually talks this way, and that's that's also part of the problem with these people is they can't relate to everyday folks. I'm so glad that none of us give a rat's ass about what George Clooney thinks. He can just uh, keep going on shows like Chris Wallace, not being seen by anybody, and running his mouth about Trump. You know, he doesn't understand that hardworking, blue-collar Americans, we will literally vote for Trump just to spite his ass. Just to do it. Hey, George Clooney. Trump. 2024, B. I I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's comical that these people go on TV and they run their mouths and they think they think they're really. Oh my God! I mean, I guess there's a fraction of people that are actually watching this show. There's like sitting on their bed cheering him on. When's the last time he had a hit? Hit anyway. When's the last time George Clooney had a hit? Think about that a minute. Huh. Interesting. Uh, 
He seems like maybe uh, he could be a uh, has-been, maybe. I'm just wondering, just throwing that out. I, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, they just named a movie that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Are you, are you anxiously voting on the influence of George Clooney? And to think, this is the same dude that was a bad mother effer in From Dust Till Dawn, one of the greatest horror movies ever made. His name was Seth in that. Seth Gecko, right? Quentin Tarantino was his brother. The Gecko Brothers. Yeah. It's a really damn good movie. And he's good in it. He is. Yeah. I was. I remember thinking, I need that tattoo that he had on his arm. Yeah, that he didn't really have in real life and probably never been in a bar like that. I have. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance from Black and White Sports 2. Well, Chris Collinsworth last night, he was, of course, the lead analyst with Mike Tirico on NBC Sports for the Sunday night football game between the Eagles and Cowboys, a game that's going to have a hell of a lot of eyeballs on it and got, I guarantee you, will get a big rating. Well, uh, Chris Collinsworth uh, made a comment last night, and I'm just going to be honest with you up front. If you are easily offended, this video will offend you, okay? If you're easily offended, because I don't know how else to say it, Chris Collinsworth went viral for a comment. No other way to, to throw it out there other than the fact that it was unbelievably unintentionally i absolutely believe this was unintentional but he made a comment that was i was watching the game and i went what did you say so sexually suggestive that he went viral online and uh it was like whoa chris okay and we've known chris collinsworth has dropped some gems over the years a lot of people can't stand him I think he's actually kind of funny, to be honest with you, because of things just like this. But uh, this is Larry Brown Sports. Chris Collinsworth goes viral for sexually suggestive comment. And again, I think this is totally unintentional. I truly do. But man, it got some play because the clip has got 700 and something thousand views on it at this point. And that's just the main clip, not the ones that all came off of it. Wow, Chris Collinsworth went viral for an unintentionally sexually suggestive comment he made during the Dallas Cowboys-Philadelphia Eagles game on Sunday night. The Eagles were leading 2017 at the start of the fourth quarter and proceeded to run the ball down the Cowboys' throat. On the first play, Philly had from scrimmage following a touchdown by Dallas to make it a three-point game. Miles Sanders rushed for 13 yards on the counter. The Eagles had left guard Landon Dickerson and left tackle Jordan Malata, uh, Malata pulled to create a big hole for Sanders on the right side. The blocking scheme worked perfectly, and Collinsworth loved it. 
And um, let's just say I'm going to play this clip for you guys, and you can hear it for yourself. Taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. Taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. Taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat. Okay. Taste of Landon. So, as you can see, I mean, this thing got a lot of play last night. A lot. Because these are all the clips. 712,000 views. 1 million views. Yeah, and in case you didn't hear exactly what he said, let him get a taste of some of these big guys coming at him. You think you're going to run around our guy? How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? And he was really giddy when he said it. Collinsworth applauded the blocking effort and was oblivious to his choice of words. Those watching the game did not miss it, though. Yeah, I mean, that's just a couple of tweets. But, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, Joe Thomas, the, uh, the great future Hall of Famer uh, tackle from the Cleveland Browns, who's now retired and part of the media, he noticed it. If you had Chris Collinsworth saying, how about a good taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat on your bingo card, you're looking to cash in big tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Collinsworth really said this on national primetime TV. Uh, excuse me, Chris Collinsworth, question mark? Uh, this guy said Chris Collinsworth shut the F up. Wow, absolutely. What the F did Chris Collinsworth just say? Oh, man, that's really funny. Chris Collinsworth, what? That's in caps. (laughs) Chris Collinsworth needs to chill. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely... Did Chris Collinsworth get possessed? (laughs) When I tell you, I screamed three skull faces. So funny. I mean, it was hilarious. (laughs) Chris Collinsworth makes me want to drink bleach and eat chicken-flavored NyQuil. Oh, no. Oh, that is so funny. He did say this last night, too. Chris Collinsworth, this is fun to watch, Cowboys Nation. No, I don't think so. I, I, I actually actually had to laugh last night. Chris Collinsworth needs to chill. <laughs> oh, bro, what the F did Chris Collinsworth just say? Bro, what the hell did Chris Collinsworth just say? I mean, so funny. Uh, it's That is... That is literally hilarious. Chris Collinsworth is filthy. Wow. Chris Collinsworth, live on air without consequence. (laughs) A pick of the producer. Triple H like, what? (laughs) Oh, so funny. That that's that's just that's just hilarious. I don't know. I saw that and was like, oh, I'm making a video on that. Everybody else has got to know what Chris Collinsworth said last night. Absolutely nuts. Uh, I mean, that, look, I'm, I'm not offended. I guarantee you somebody will, they will unsubscribe because of 
this video's content. I guarantee it. You know, look, I warned you up front. He said something that was blatant. Look, it's what's so funny is how unintentional the comment was. But I, I did. I turned and looked at the TV like, what What did you say, Chris Collinsworth? Whoa. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you go over and check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 25% off USA First. 25% off USA First. Go now. All right, guys. Sunday Night Football was my Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles came out victorious. Cooper rushed through uh, three interceptions. Not a very good game. I mean, the Cowboys got down and uh, Rhodes actually texted me. He said, man, uh, this thing could actually be a blowout. However, it wasn't a blowout. Uh, the Cowboys uh, did make a run. Uh, they got within um, a one-score game, and but the Eagles, they prevailed at the end. But however, guys, we're going to be talking about a special guest that was actually at this game. And boys, glorious, folks. It really, really is glorious. Now, Philadelphia is a left-wing city, Okay. Democrats run it. You know, you would think this would be ground zero for Democrat support. Well, guys, last night. Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife, Brandon's wife, Beijing Biden's wife showed up. And boy, she got a ruthless reception at this game. Now, this is not a surprise, guys, because um, if you guys have been paying attention to uh, to the political Landscape here in this country. Uh, Beijing Biden is not doing a good job. He is the worst occupier of the Oval Office of my lifetime, for sure, probably of all time. And uh, these politicians that are actually running for office in the midterms, they want to stay clear of Joe Biden. They don't want his support. They don't want him campaigning for them because the people have rejected the Bidens and the Biden crime family. But guys, check this out. Over here on Fox News, Jill Biden booed at Eagles game, according to reports. Now, I actually tried to find uh, clips of the booing. I could not find it. But boy, there is a lot of tweets out there and articles about uh, Jill Biden actually uh, getting booed. Because from what I read, folks, it is ruthless the way they actually booed her now. Eagles fans, you know, they booed Santa Claus. They're going to boo a whole bunch of people. But uh, according to reports, she got booed worse than the Dallas Cowboys. That's saying something right there, guys. It is. But um, let's read this. It says here, Jill Biden was an honorary captain. Oh, my goodness. For the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, as the team looked to stay undefeated against NFC East rival, Dallas Cowboys in week six. Like several Eagles players and Santa Claus before her, fans of the only unbeaten team left in the NFL reportedly booed Biden when she stepped onto Lincoln Financial Field. Several people in attendance for the Eagles game tweeted, 
about the apparent loud boos she received. Now, I'm assuming these were not quiet boos. They were pretty loud. Uh, you can see here blue chats. Uh, Philly just booed uh, Jill Biden. Uh, bad. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden gets booed. Uh, being an Eagles fan didn't save her. Yeah. And she grew up in the uh, in the Philadelphia area. She was born in New Jersey, but uh, moved uh, to Philly at a young age. She says she's an Eagles fan and they booed her. They did not care. This is how much damage, man, left wingers are doing to this country. You know, boy, she's married to Joe Biden. That's pretty bad right there. Uh, Jill Biden at a midfield for a coin flip. She gets booed. Uh, Eagles win toss defer. Dallas starts with the ball. Um, another blue check here. A stadium full of uh, Eagles fans booed Jill Biden tonight. They must all be from the five surrounding counties. Now, it could be. It could be. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Eagles fans just aren't in uh, Philadelphia. And really, folks, when you get outside of these major cities, um, usually the areas turn much more red. You know, and these these people from these other counties actually do show up and they do go to games. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know, for most um, cities. When you get outside of the city, usually the counties actually turn more red. And uh, she actually uh, tweeted this out and she was actually out there for for this here. She tweets out, it's a special night for this Philly girl. I get to cheer on my Eagles alongside these brave cancer survivors and their families. Uh, thank you, uh, NFL, for raising awareness through Crucial Catch. We all have a role to play in ending cancer as we know it. So that's apparently why she was there. But, um, you know, Eagles fans don't care. They're looking at their gas prices, the grocery prices, inflation, all running out of control. That's the only thing people actually care about. You know, left wingers, you know, really have been uh, trying to uh, run on abortion, not working, not working. They're still showing the uh, the uh, show trials of uh, January 6th. Nobody's watching because nobody cares. But guys, th- this is funny, guys. I wish that there was actually a video of the booing because I really, really would love to actually see it. I can only go by the tweets here. Um, over here, Greg Price, um, a source inside Lincoln Financial Field has informed me that Jill Biden was mercilessly booed by Eagles fans when they put her on the screen. <laughs> uh, this isn't a blue check here, but it says uh, Eagles fans just booed Jill Biden uh, when she appeared on screen at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, why did Jill think regular Americans would have called her when she's helping Joe destroy the country? Good point right there. And Outkick also has an article here. Eagles fans let Jill Biden have it. Boy, this is not a surprise. This is probably not a good idea to actually send her out there uh, on the field. And this, this just shows you guys, man, these Democrats are in major, major trouble when it comes to the midterms. They just are, man. I don't know why people continue to vote Democrat, but some people will, you know, because they're they're um, they're still on that Democrat plantation. I guess they like high gas prices and things like that. But I do find this funny, folks, that uh, she got booed at uh, the game. This isn't the first time I remember. Um, what was it last season doing a baseball game or uh, her and Joe Biden actually uh, were put on screen and they got booed. They get booed everywhere. 
people really, really do despise them. And uh, Beijing Biden's talking about uh, running in 2024. Let it happen, because I believe he will get blown out the water. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you go over and check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 25% off USA First. 25% off USA First. Go now. I'm back. Rodriguez for the Matrix and Road Show. Let's talk about that dumpster fire known as Halloween Ends. Once again, you can go to our videos and you'll find my spoiler review. It's 30 minutes long. I said in the review, the first hour and 24 minutes was a 1 out of 10. I Look... I enjoyed the last 25 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I did. I thought it was a good last 25 minutes. Uh, but in the end, I got a very, very mediocre, maybe even slightly below mediocre. I watched it again, and it did not fare as well on the second viewing as it did the first viewing for me. Uh, now, I did watch the ending uh, twice before I did a review, but I watched it again on through. And we're not talking about a movie that's bad on The Last Jedi-like level, but it's pretty damn bad, and it was reflected in the box office. Uh, also, I want to shine some light on a review from uh, the guys over at OutKick. That's a, that's a source we tend to use a lot on the sports channel. But they did review this film, and David Hookstead over there called it the worst film ever made. <laughs> and I find that... Very funny, and that is going to be Michael Myers' true demise in this, okay? Look, Halloween movies, slasher movies, they tend to drop somewhere between 68 and 75% in their second weekend, and this movie was originally projected to make $55 million. Uh, instead, it's not going to, okay? It's not going to make $55 million. Uh, those numbers have already come in, and it is... Uh, it only made uh, $41 million. So, you know, right off the bat, you're coming in 14, uh, what is that, 14 million light. Not good. Not good. Now they're coming out and saying the budget's actually not $30 million, It's $33 million. It made another 17, uh, you know, from international. Uh, and, yeah, it will eventually turn a profit. But it's still sitting with terrible word of mouth. The cinema score on it is a C+. And it's got a 57% audience Rotten Tomato score. I don't care about the critics, but the critics hated it too. I mean, they actually tried something different, and uh, the, the critics normally love it anytime that a franchise wrecks what fans actually want. The critics normally jump all over that. Well, they didn't. Instead, it's getting destroyed by the critics. So, and the sad part is, this is Jamie Lee Curtis's and slash Laurie Strode's Last hurrah against Michael Myers. We know the character itself will be back. Uh, they will turn around. They'll reboot it again. And uh, we'll see what happens again. 
I want to read this uh this review from David Hookstead though. This is uh is the new Halloween movie the worst movie ever made? <laughs> Halloween ends might be the worst movie made in a very long time. The highly anticipated third installment in the latest Halloween saga with Jamie Lee Curtis promised fans a crazy conclusion to the story of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. After all, we're talking about storylines that started more than four decades ago in 1978. The hype couldn't have been higher for Halloween ends. Well, I'm here to tell you that the latest Halloween saga, latest movie in the Halloween saga is pretty much unwatchable. Wow. Halloween ends is in the running for the worst movie ever made. I'll be honest. When I say that, the only reason I didn't turn off Halloween ends is because I was stuck on a plane with nothing better to do. If someone says the only reason they watched the movie is because they literally couldn't leave and had no other options, you know it's bad. As for what makes Halloween ends so unbelievably cringe and unwatchable, actually, it's pretty simple. It's not really a Halloween movie. Amen. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as Laurie Strode. Michael Myers still exists, but that's where the similarities end and begin, begin and end. The plot of the new Halloween movie is comically bad. The new movie revolves around Strode's granddaughter falling in love with a new killer, Corey Cunningham, who once accidentally killed a kid when he was babysitting. How did he turn into a killer? Michael Myers touched him and looked him into his eyes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really terrible. Uh, I really, and my first thought was, literally, when he grabbed him by the net and he looked in his eyes, he started doing that flash. I was like, you better kill his ass. That, that's all I was thinking. Dude, you better kill him. Michael, kill him. Kill him, Michael. No, he didn't. Oh, so that character continued. How did he turn into a killer? Michael Myers touched him, looked into his eyes. It's so dumb, it's hard to believe it's real. From there, the viewers watched Cunningham carry out a bunch of boring kills. The kills were not good in this movie. They weren't. I mean, we had that one radio station kill that was pretty good. But outside of that, it was very tame on the gore level. Very Boring kills with Myers making an appearance every once in a while. Calling this a film about Michael Myers is simply false advertising. That's it. That's going in my title. I'm not a lawyer, but it might be straight fraud. I said this the other day. That video I did Saturday, when I talked about the box office and the Rotten Tomato score, I said, look, some people can claim here false advertising okay in the trailer false advertising i mean it's really that bad i seriously wonder if danny mcbride and david gordon green's way of giving the studios and fans a massive middle finger we were promised a michael myers laurie strode film and instead we got something completely different with halloween ends it's boring makes no sense and doesn't follow any of the original stuff fans have invested in for more than 40 years it's just shockingly bad as my friend texted me saturday after watching it he said i'd be legit pissed if i paid for this in the theater i agree 100 do yourself a huge favor don't spend one second watching halloween ends it's unbearable watching paint dry or gouging your eyes out 
would both be better options, much better options. Good job, David Hookstead. Uh, so uh, I was glad when he uh, he came over to OutKick because I'd been following him over at the Daily Caller. Uh, so anyway, that's just sort of a glance. I mean, I understand. I understand his pain. I'm like, this is supposed to be the epic conclusion of Laurie Strode, and this is what we got? Are you shitting me right now? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this has been a bad movie year for me. Uh, my favorite comic book character is Batman. I got a, a Batman movie that I absolutely loathe. And then I'm a huge slasher fan. Michael Myers is my second favorite flasher behind, slasher behind uh, only Jason Voorhees. And I got this big, steaming, heaping uh, pile of, of, of donkey shit. Wow. By the way, John Matrix said this. He said his official review was, this is trash. It's trash, all right. Uh, this is not going to make nearly the money they thought it was going to. I mean, this is... They, they released it on Peacock. That backfired. The mainstream media is trying to cover cover for the the tracks of Halloween not opening as well as they projected. I mean, 14 million down is a lot of money for a horror movie to not come in and hit, especially when you got a movie like Smile out there that's currently overperforming with very good word of mouth and I hope to watch that and do a review on it. Uh there's another one I want to see, Black Phone that looks like it's good. Uh so I need to check that out too. Uh, tell me what you think, Matrix and Roadshow fans. The worst movie ever made. I don't know about that. I've definitely seen worse movies. The Last Jedi was a worse movie. Uh, that original cut of the Justice League was a worse movie. Um, boy, this is pretty damn bad, though. It, it is the, the first hour and 24 minutes of this movie is among the worst films I've ever seen. If it wasn't for that last 25 minutes, I mean, we're talking, we'd have been down in like one to two out of ten territory for me on this thing. Wow. Just give the fans what they want. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw Halloween 3 was trending on Twitter yesterday. Oh, my God. He used the blue lettering from Halloween 3. Fuck Halloween 3. I mean, really? I don't want that. I want Michael Myers in the movie. That's the reason that I put Season of the Witch over in a, the, the same basket as A New Beginning, which is also the dog turd of all Friday the 13th films. Jesus Christmas. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Well, guys, we are less than one month away from the midterm elections, and I truly do believe that Democrats are in a world of trouble. Beijing Biden and his uh, merry band of Marxist Leninists have unleashed terror on the American people. The gas prices are high again, the second time. Uh, inflation pretty much at an all time high. And they expect people to go out there and vote for Democrats based on abortion. Not going to happen, folks.
It is not going to happen. The American people care more about the amount of money they have to actually spend at the grocery store. And folks, they're not getting a lot for their dollar nowadays. It's just a disaster. It is just amazing how much we have actually fallen from Donald Trump to Beijing Biden. We were a net exporter of oil under Donald Trump. Joe Biden comes in and just wants to immediately kill U.S. energy production in this country. He wants us to buy oil from countries that hate our guts. He wants us to get oil from communists. Think about that, folks. Just think about that before you actually go and cast your vote on November the 8th. You actually have Democrats out there that do not want Joe Biden coming and campaigning for them. There's a reason why, folks, that um, Democrats are getting destroyed in these debates. It's because they support Beijing Biden and they really can't defend that, folks. Well, we got a little bit of a poll to talk here. Talk about here, folks. When it comes to net favorability of politicians and folks, this is going to be very, very bad news for Democrats. Here we go, guys. Mainstream poll. Ron DeSantis ranks number one for major American politicians in net favorability. Now, to me, this is not a surprise whatsoever. Now, I am a Donald Trump supporter. I am. If he decides to run, he will get my vote. But there's no doubt about it, guys. The future of the Republican Party and I believe the future leader of this country is going to be Ron DeSantis, you know, probably in 2028. And I do believe that a Donald Trump Ron DeSantis ticket would be unstoppable, folks. I believe it would be unstoppable. You would get four years of Donald Trump and then eight years of Ron DeSantis. I mean, last time that actually happened when you had 12 years of Republican dominance like that, it is because you had another Democrat in office that was terrible. And that was uh, Jimmy Carter that ushered in the uh, Ronald Reagan age and uh, George H.W. Bush. But uh, let's read some of this, guys. It says here, a new mainstream poll found that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ranks number one in terms of highest net approval rating among all major American politicians. The survey was conducted October the 12th through 13th by the Center for American Political Studies at Harvard University, the Harris Poll and Harrisettes. Uh, the poll asked respondents to rate top political figures in the U.S. as either very favorable, favorable, unfavorable, very unfavorable, never heard of them or no opinion. Now, here is the list here, folks, and this is very, very interesting right here. The top four are all Republicans. Now, Ron DeSantis plus six. Now, what's shocking to me is Mike Pence at number two. Mike Pence has plus four. It is what it is. You know, I can talk about Mike Pence, but um, I'm going to digress on him. Now, Tim Scott plus three. I'm a bit fan of Tim Scott. I actually said that uh, Donald Trump should actually um, get uh, Tim Scott to become his running mate if he actually decides to run in 2024. I'm starting to waver towards uh, Ron DeSantis because I just believe that ticket right there would be unstoppable because you got a lot of Democrats, folks, that love Ron DeSantis. 
I mean, you got black Democrats out there in Florida said they're voting Ron DeSantis in the midterms when it comes to governor. I mean, this man is a powerhouse right now. He is. Now, your first left winger here. Independent Vermont socialist Bernie Sanders. The left loves Bernie Sanders for some reason. They do. Uh, Ted Cruz, I'm a big fan of him. Um, both of those guys are at zero, by the way, along with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, former Secretary of State Mike, Mike Pompeo. Beijing Biden minus eight. The man that got the most votes in U.S. presidential history. Minus eight. People despise Beijing Biden. And I've seen some polls out there, folks, said that uh, if Donald Trump and um, Joe Biden were actually to uh, go head to head again. Left wing media is still saying that uh, Joe Biden would win. I find that very, very hard to believe based on the state of this country right now. With the inflation, with the gas prices, we're on the verge of uh, World War Three, folks. We're on the verge of World War Three because you have a bunch of warmongers over there right now running the country. Now, I said it many, many times before. Also, guys, that uh, Kamala Harris is also she's more unpopular than Beijing Biden. She is at minus 10. Minus 10 people hate her. And her approval rating has been below Joe Biden ever since they got in office. You know, people on the the left, you know, they're going to play the race card. And I believe that's doing a lot of damage um, for Democrats. Also, people are sick and tired of the race card. They are. And the rest of the people on this list, folks, it's a bunch of uh, Democrats here. Democrats, except two. I'm going to talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi here. AOC minus 12. Chuck Schumer minus 12. And of course, you get to a Republican that um, doesn't seem like Republicans. Mitch McConnell. Kentucky, you need to get this guy out of there. This guy's at minus 22. He's right alongside uh, Nancy Pelosi because it seems like uh, Mitch McConnell um, really doesn't have. He did, he really doesn't want the Republicans to actually win the Senate. He's perfectly OK being a leader in the minority because he may be shown the door. If the Republicans actually get the majority because um. Trump-backed Republicans are winning these primaries. They won the primaries. They're probably going to win their general elections. They are. But when it comes to uh, Biden, let's just point out a few things here, folks. Check this out. The majority of voters oppose Biden's energy agenda by 8%. 80% said that the U.S. should emphasize lower prices and energy independence while only 20% said the U.S. should emphasize higher gasoline prices and climate change. Those people, that 20% is out of their mind. That out of their mind is that's actually saying that. And we know it's a bunch of Democrats votes. The majority of voters plus 24% said Biden was responsible for high gas prices. I completely agree with that, folks. When you attack the American energy companies out there, that's not a good thing. That is not a good thing because Biden is saying, hey, bring the prices down. That's not the way it works. Then he's telling gas stations, hey, drop the price. They don't make any money on that. They drop the price. They're going to be in the red. Sixty five percent of voters said that the transition 
to different types of fuel should be slow and gradual, slow in a gradual process. The same percentage of uh, voters said the administration should unleash um, American energy production rather than rather than uh, ease sanctions on hostile foreign nations like Venezuela and Iran. Those countries hate uh, hate our guts, folks. 68 percent of voters said that Biden was too old to hold office. Well, my question is, why did you guys vote for him? Why? And 55% said that they had doubts about his mental fitness. Yeah. I think it's safe to say, guys, that um, it will be a Republican president in 2024. It's just a question of who. Because the Democrats have nobody, nobody whatsoever that they can trot out there in 2024 that would actually be the DeSantis and Trump. I just don't see that happening, folks. But, But hey. 80 million votes, right? That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we will catch you next time. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is something seriously, seriously wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. And yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't believe that there was anybody that actually expected Tampa Bay to lose that game. I mean, they were actually moving the ball, but they were scoring field goals and not touchdowns. I mean, this offense has been trash. And I'm going to be honest, folks, about Julio Jones. It's over for him. The man is injured again. He hasn't been playing. And this Tampa Bay offense was trash. Tom Brady did not get the protection that his offensive line um, needs to be given him. Uh, Tom Brady is... um. His numbers aren't that great, but he's also not that bad either. I believe he has eight touchdowns on the season. I believe one pick and going into the game, he was completing like a 68 percent of his passes. I believe he completed like 62 percent of his passes um, uh, yesterday. But for the most part, he was well under like uh, somewhere around like 52 percent. Just not Tom Brady like just not. I mean, Todd Bowles has definitely got a do something and address this offense because it is putrid. It is just horrible. Well, guys, yesterday there was a video going around. It went viral of Tom Brady just all out on the sideline, trashing his offensive line and cursing them out. Now, when I saw that clip, folks, I didn't have a problem with it. And by the way, guys, I must say, I did not see anything racial about this. But people in the media, namely Stephen A. Smith of ESPN's first take. This man sees everything through a racial lens. Even I didn't actually see Stephen A. questioning the racial aspect of this. Tom Brady has had um, outbursts on the sidelines before. When he was in New England, he was actually... um. He got into it with his uh, offensive uh, coordinator, who was the guy at the time. He he used to be the um, 
the Texans head coach, huh? Bill O'Brien. Tom Brady has went off on his, uh, of course, his tablet. He's thrown that a lot, too. He's known for doing that. He throws tablets. But yesterday, man, Tom Brady was definitely frustrated. He had every right to be frustrated. The man had no protection. So that brings us to Screaming A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith claims racist double standard after Tom Brady berated his teammates. If that was a black man, we would have been talking about his temper. Yes, Screaming A. Smith. Now, newsflash, folks, no quarterback is Tom Brady. This is why he is the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest player in NFL history. And Stephen A. Smith is bringing up race. Now, I want to be honest, too, folks. I want to be fair about this. He said he didn't he didn't even have a problem with Tom Brady doing that because Tom Brady was not getting protected. But the thing is, Stephen A. Smith, why are you even bringing this up? Listen to Stephen A. right here, guys. Let's play it. But I want to get to a bigger point before I pass it to you. Um, Ladies and gentlemen. We need to be consistent. Was Tom Brady passionate or was he the angry white guy? Mm. Because if that was somebody else doing what he was doing with his offensive line, man, we would have been talking about if that was a black man. We would have been talking about his temper. We'd have been talking about the fact that he might not need to act like that with the cameras rolling. I had no problem with it whatsoever. If brothers ain't blocking for you, you 45 years old, you behind the center, and you getting smacked around, you damn right you should get in the face. I have no issue with what Tom Brady did with them whatsoever. All I'm trying to say is that when a black quarterback does that, I don't want to hear nothing about it since nobody's saying anything about Tom Brady doing Wow. The angry white guy. The angry white guy. Really, Stephen A. Smith? Really? I just don't get this, man. I really, really do not get this. Why do you have to bring race into this? There's nothing to actually think about when it comes to race with this situation. This is insane. Tom Brady's went off on camera on the camera before. Like I said, I gave you guys some examples here. This is this is crazy because Stephen A even says he doesn't have a problem whatsoever, but yet The woke sports media has to bring up race. They have to bring up race where it does not exist. There's no reason for him to even bring this up. Maybe there's other people out there in the the media that will bring this up as well. Maybe ESPN didn't have um, uh, good content for today. So they had to uh, throw in a twist and bring up the race card. Maybe maybe um, Stephen A. Smith's higher ups at ESPN actually instructs him to bring in race into this because there's no logical thinking person. When they saw that is questioning, wait a minute, is that the angry white guy? Stephen, a, you're unbelievable, man. You're just unbelievable. You can be very, very entertaining on ESPN first take, especially, you know, when it comes to the Cowboys, maybe he has some kind of a, Funny ran on there about the Cowboys. I don't know. But when Stephen A. Smith pulls stunts like this, plays the race card. This is why people have turned off ESPN. This is why ESPN's ratings are in the gutter. Because the race card gets played time and time again. And people are sick of it. 
you know, the media tried to play the race card with uh, Todd, Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Buccaneers, because he was playing another black man in this game. And newsflash, Todd Bowles has been around a long time. Mike Tomlin has been around, what, 16 years? It ain't like these guys are just brand new to this. They've been around a very, very long time. And when I found out that the Buccaneers and um and the uh, Steelers are playing each other, not one time did, was I actually thinking, you know what, this two, uh, two um, blackhead coaches coaching against each other. Never came to mind. But people in the media, this is what they do. They have to play the race card. And Stephen A. Smith, when it comes to race, he's one of the biggest race baiters out there. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our black and white sports too. Well, let's talk about Todd Bowles. We know the no nonsense, and I do mean no nonsense. Head football coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. He come out after they lost to what I think you and I probably believe is a less talented, as we sit right now, Pittsburgh Steelers team. I mean, look, winning in uh Pittsburgh on the road is never going to be an easy feat against a Mike Tomlin team. But, man, something looks looks incredibly wrong with the Buccaneers right now. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't look great, to be quite honest with you. And the team lacks some kind of fire and motivation. Now, you guys know I did a video over on the main channel where Todd Bowles very no-nonsensely uh, destroyed a uh, the woke NFL media the other day over making the uh, Steelers and uh, Buccaneers game about race somehow. He did not appreciate that one little bit. Well, what he also doesn't appreciate is guys living off the Super Bowl. That's right. Guys living off uh, their Super Bowl victory. Even now, he believes it looks like his team is... Is still living off that that check, and um, he doesn't appreciate it one bit. Todd Bowles, this is Outkick, slams guys for quote living off the Super Bowl after lost the Steelers. Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles has some strong words after his team's disappointing twenty to eighteen loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. During his post game press conference, Bowles said some of his players need to get to work and stop living off Super Bowl uh, win in 2021. Let's get to this. We'll just play it. And you guys you guys can hear this. I let think me, guys uh, are living off the Super Bowl are living at, Let me start this lightly, over. Number one. Number two, I think guys are living off the Super Bowl are living in a fantasy land. And you got to get your hands dirty and go to work like everybody else. And we've been working hard. we got to work harder. Nobody's going to give us anything or feel sorry, so we got to go back as coaches, as players, and the time for talking is over. You either got to put up or shut up. Are there people?
didn't take them lightly, number one. You know, that's something we've seen before with Super Bowl teams, especially the following year. You just don't see teams repeat, right? Now, the thing about it is that Super Bowl victory was not last year. That was the year before, okay? And uh, the Bucks came incredibly close uh, to getting back uh, to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, so you have to wonder, is he, is he noticing, acknowledging, you know, some kind, some form of laziness on his team? Entitlement? Very interesting. Very interesting. You've got to get your hands dirty and go to work like everybody else. Bowles went on to say that while the team may have been working hard, they need to start working harder. Quote, nobody is going to give us anything or feel sorry so we've got to get back as coaches, as players, and the time for talking is over. You either got to put up or shut up, the Bucks head coach said. He's challenging his team. I love it. There's no doubt that it is a frustrating loss for everyone on the Tampa Bay sideline. Look no further than Tom Brady chewing out his offensive line. He got killed yesterday. The 3-3 three and three Buccaneers will have to try to bounce back next week when they face division foe with their own issues. The Carolina Panthers, boy, um, nothing like a get-right game in having the Panthers in their total and complete dumpster fire they got going on right now to help you out to try to get better. Um, is it just me? Because, look, my 49ers lost to the Falcons yesterday. I actually thought going in that could be a potential loss. I really did. I know a lot of Niners fans are losing their minds over that. Um, but that was going to be a tough win in Atlanta with a team that – has been really competitive, and when you play somebody like Marcus Mariota, well, it's sort of a wild card, right? Trying to trying to stop him on the ground. Um, I had that as a potential loss for the Niners. I did, but that's neither here nor there. My point I'm trying to get to is, I think the Buccaneers will be just fine. Uh, why? Because nobody in the NFC seems to want it right now. I mean, there's a whole lot of three and three and. And, you, you know, the Eagles look like they've jumped out there. They beat the Cowboys last night. The Cowboys are 4-2. Are and two. The Giants are 5-1. and one. I mean, if you don't think coaching makes a difference, just look at the Giants right now. It's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. I love that hire in New York. But the point is, there's a lot of teams out there out front and uh, who said the NFC East was going to be the best division in football? Did you have that on your bingo card? Because I didn't. Uh, we got the Eagles that are undefeated. Cowboys are four and two. Giants are five and one. Now, I think that I think that I think that is potentially you know a really good thing for some of these teams like the Buccaneers. Okay. It would not shock me if the Buccaneers don't jump out there and end up winning, you know, seven in a row, and we look up, and they're ten and three. You know, I think that is a possibility. Same thing with the 49ers, right? Um, so, although I do question some of Kyle Shanahan's play calling yesterday, it was terrible, absolutely horrid. But the point is, he's trying to motivate his team. He's very old school. I like that a lot. Okay, hey, nobody's giving anything to us for free. We're going to have to go out and win games. And they got Carolina this weekend. Maybe that's a get-right game. Uh, Something always felt weird 
about Tom Brady coming back this season, just the way everything worked in the offseason with retirement, and we found out that it was absolutely factual that he was trying to get to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have been punished for that. Uh, so that's weird. You're coming back to a team that you really kind of didn't want to be with, which is strange. And I understand it's football and there's a business side, but um, Tom Brady looks frustrated right now. And uh, that offense looks like it's just discombobulated and it's all over the place. I think the Buccaneers will still make the playoffs. I do. How far they'll go, I don't know. I mean, the Packers, the Packers got beat by the Jets yesterday. It's crazy. It's the NFC is a toss up. It's it's up in the air right now, completely. I've got to see more from the Eagles before I'm just all in right now. I, I do. I do. I mean, yeah. They got a good base with a, a, a offensive and defensive line that is real strong, but Lane Johnson left the game last night. We'll see. We'll see where the Eagles are when the playoffs come. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me and win the whole thing. Tell me what you think. Black and White Sports 2 supporters, peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.